doing it now? We're coming in hot. Put us on the screen. Are you ready? We're doing it. I was born ready. Three, two, one. Welcome to Pop Sports. Woo! Welcome to a special Super Bowl edition of Pop Sports. Woo! Get pumped. Right? Yeah? Yeah? Hey, dude, I'm freaking jacked, all right? So, welcome to a Super Bowl edition of Pop Sports with Drew, Jerry, and Alex behind the glass, making the magic happen as always. Alex, how are you? So great. Oh, my God. You got to work on this, man. Jeez, have some enthusiasm. Monotone. Yeah. Absolutely monotone is all hell. Jerry, well, how you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Hey, that's good to hear. A little bit of energy, huh? Hey, you there know, we go. The nightclub like kicked in. It finally did. <laughs> Nyquil, it finally Nyquil. did. Fine. I was going to say, if it was NyQuil, I'd be on the floor right now. And sorry for the raspy voice. I've had this dry cough, and I can't get rid of it. So we're just going to deal with it. Because it it's sound, a Super Bowl, baby. It makes it sound tougher. It's fine. Yeah, that's okay. All right. So first and foremost, let's thank our sponsors. So first we have, of course, Bellman Jewelers, located at 1650 Elm Street at Bellman's. It's always a matter of trust, Jerry. Always. It's always. Always. And King's Barbershop, also located at 1650 Elm Street. Where is it? In the penthouse suite. There if you haven't go. been there, check it out. Nice view. They got some nice refreshments Gorgeous. for you to have. Hopefully soon they'll have a nice patio on the top. Definitely recommend it because at King's Barbershop, live like a king. So check it out. And of course, we have our lovely sponsor, Blake's Restaurants. Two locations one at 353 South Main Street in Manchester and 53 Hooks It Road in Manchester, home of the Boston Blackout. Dirty Water, which is phenomenal. And, of course, my favorite, the Graham Central Station. You don't get this dad bod physique <laughs> without a bunch of beer and some Graham Central Station. Definitely check it out and recommend it. So thank you to our sponsors. But first and foremost, before we get to the big game, we didn't get a chance to go over the championship games. So we're going to do a quick little... Uh, Overview on that, some of our thoughts, and then we will talk about the big enchilada. So, Jerry, why don't you uh, start us off with some championship uh, analysis here. What do we think? So, real quick, going over <coughs> the Pats Chiefs, and we are also going to touch on the Saint, uh, I almost said St. Louis Rams, Saints LA Rams game as well. Well, there's no fans, so they, it doesn't matter what moved, you call. Yeah. It's okay. I am aware. It just slips the mind I don't sometimes. like that they have two LA teams. It bothers me. It doesn't matter because I still call them the San Diego Chargers. I don't give a sh yeah, yeah, yeah. shit yeah, where they, they are. Yeah, but they don't on ESPN, and sometimes they'll just say LA, and you don't know who they're talking about. Yeah. Well, that's a totally separate issue. Totally separate issue. Because the Chargers are irrelevant, so... We just anytime you hear LA, they're talking about the Rams. Don't worry, I'll make your life easier right there. Anyway, though, to get back to the uh, AFC and NFC Championship games, both absolute thrillers, both riddled with controversy, and we're gonna start with the Patriots and Chiefs because, as you can see by Drew's attire, that is the one we're most excited about, clearly. But yeah, I mean, it was a, it was a fantastic game. I mean, Pats jumped out to a quick start. Probably should have been up 21 nothing if not for a stupid interception at the goal line. Yep. But they really seemed to absolutely dominate time of possession with the run game with Sony Michelle and just some easy passes by Brady. It, it just seemed like we were coasting. Oh, yeah. Oh, and yeah. I thought that was fantastic. The game plan in the first half was absolutely brilliant. It was fantastic. It was. And then the third quarter happened. Oh, and yeah. then there was that just total Chiefs juggernaut that came out. And that's what the offense can do. They 
I think the Patriots at the end of the game still had two plays for every Chiefs play. That sounds about they, right. They doubled up time of possession. They doubled up total plays. I thought it was even more than two to one. It might have been on a little bit more, but it was pretty close. Yeah, that's but crazy. It, it just shows that that's where the Chiefs are vulnerable. Keep the defense on the field, get them tired, control the ball, and limit Mahomes. And I think that's kind of what the game plan was. It was, if Mahomes is going to average 35, 40 points on 70 plays, take away 10, 15 plays, and you ruined some of that big explosiveness. And you limit and you limit what they can do. Yeah. Keep the big guys off the field for as long as possible. And that's what they did. And at the end of the day, that's how they won. Yeah, in the first half, I love, well, yeah, the, I love the game plan. It was great. They just they sure. went straight run. They, the Chiefs didn't really have a heavy set to really have on the line. Mm-hmm. They had Chris Jones. That was kind of their main you know run stuffer. And he got banged up uh, towards the middle of the game as well. Yeah, and he got banged up. So they were just running it down the Rams' throat the whole first half. Chiefs. I mean, sorry, the Chiefs the whole first half, and you know it worked out great. Like you said, I think the first possession alone. The Pats ate up around eight minutes of clock time. They had the longest drive, oh, longest <coughs> opening drive of Tom Brady's career, I believe, on uh, that opening drive because they went 80 yards. They went eight and a half minutes, and they got a touchdown out of it. As you can see, I mean, it was it was a three-headed monster. Oh Brady, my God, it was Brady, phenomenal. all Brady needed to do was simple passes to Edelman and James White, and that's really all he had to do, other than hand the ball off to White, Michelle, and Burkhead. Yeah, for three quarters of that game. It was just such a run-dominated possession attack. Well, it showed you how much confidence they had in the run game, too. Because, I mean, there were plenty of times where it would be third down, and it'd be like third and six, and James White would do a draw play. There was a couple of those. There was a couple of those where they pulled the guard, be it Tooney or Mason, and just handed the ball off to James White on third and six, third and seven, and they got it. They converted every single time they did that, and it was it was remarkable. That doesn't happen. You don't no. do that. No. Or at least not successfully for so many consecutive third downs. That's something that you can maybe get away with once or twice. Right. And the Patriots did it consistently throughout the entire game. Oh, my God. No, I thought it was a great game plan. Like you said, it probably should have been 21 nothing and 21-3 going into halftime if mm-hmm. Bray doesn't throw that egregious pick. I don't know. He, he didn't even it. see him. He didn't even it, look at him. Threw it behind Gronk. Oh, my God. It was awful. Absolutely terrible. That one's totally on Brady. Yeah, for sure. But then, you know, that worked out in our favor, so I was feeling pretty good. Second half, though, oh, my God, I was crapping my pants so bad. I was so frustrated with the game plan they came out with in the third quarter. Mm -hmm. They essentially kept trying to run the ball. The Chiefs adjusted. They were stuffing the run. Mm -hmm. But yet the Pats were still trying to force it, and they were going, maybe they were getting one first down, and then they were kicking it off, or they'd just go a three and out. And Mm -hmm. the Chiefs were able to get back in the game because they allowed them to get those possessions. And some of the controversy started, I believe, in the third quarter when, you know, Mahomes looked like he was hitting the head and he didn't get a pass interference call. In the fourth quarter, Brady looked like he wasn't hitting the head and he got a pass interference or roughing the passer call. And but there was also a lot of ticky tack calls going both ways. I didn't like how it was officiated specifically in the second half. It looked like guys like Gronkowski were getting absolutely mauled and getting no calls. It looked like Kelsey was. Uh, Travis Kelsey, the Titan for the Chiefs, was doing some pretty average standard hand fighting with <coughs> with whoever was covering him. I think it was mostly J.C. Jackson, the undrafted rookie cornerback. Yeah, he got a lot of Patriots. calls against him, and he got he got nabs two or three times, seemingly unjustifiably, and 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 that really, I think I think there was one huge one on third down, 
where Mahomes just chucked it 40 yards into the end zone and and it was incomplete. J.C. Jackson was in coverage and they got the ball at the five because it was a spot foul and yeah, they ended was, up scoring and it, yeah. it puts them right back in the game. Right. And it's things like that. I mean, I, I don't think that either team got a huge edge. If you want to say it was slightly Chiefs or slightly Pats, whatever, in terms of refereeing imperfections, let's say. But I, I do think it was just a very poorly called game as a whole. Right. And collusion. That was literally the opposite of what I just said. <laughs> it was just the, the total opposite of what I just said. But, uh, yeah. No, I mean, I know yeah. what you were saying. I'm just, I disagree. You do? Yeah. It's oh, collusion. Bring it on. Let's go. What do you got? The NFL is trying to fix the games. They wanted two young quarterbacks. They're two new big names to be in the Super Bowl to change it up. I mean, so we'll, they forced Breeze out. We'll, and they were trying we'll to get, force we'll Brady get to out. the Ram Saints in a little bit and talk about that in a little bit. But I mean, I don't know. I mean, I, I think that the Patriots caught a few breaks on calls. I think where they were um, all fair calls. The roughing no, the passer was a phantom call again. People that barely even helped. People exactly. So I it think was a huge fifteen-yard penalty when we were pinned in our own zone. But it would have it would have set up a third and fifteen. There was also arguably that that punt. The one that Edelman didn't touch, for every angle, for sure didn't touch every it. camera angle I saw. I don't think he touched that ball. I don't either. So I don't know why people are freaking. I'm out not 100 percent sold on it though. What do you I mean? Look, From every angle, you could see when it when you saw one angle and you're like, oh, he touched it. He would change the angle and then they'd be like, oh yeah, he didn't. From that angle, so from all five angles that they showed, he didn't touch the ball. I know, but it just seemed like one of those hyper close plays that when it's that close, generally. The NFL doesn't overturn those. Yeah, but if you're playing in a championship game and that's a deciding factor, that is ridiculous. That you are going to sway a championship game because of like half a millimeter. It's We've like, seen it come done before. On. We've seen it done before. We have, and I think it's ridiculous. So you're saying that that was the one that the, the refs got what right? What if it's more than half a millimeter? What if a guy just comes out of nowhere blatantly and just smashes some we'll other get, guy? We'll get to <laughs> oh, that game to that. in a minute. But again, Don't jump the gun. I believe they were, that the NFL was trying to fix these two games and that they f- succeeded in one and failed in another. See, if they were going to do that, they would want the Chiefs in the Super Bowl if they were going to fix it. No, that's, they would that's, want that's, a that's, what, that's what his argument is. I believe fully that for most of that game, they were trying to fix it against us. And when they finally figured out that there was no way they could, I thought we got the majority of major calls. I uh, don't think so. I, I I think it was I think it was a poorly officiated game. Yeah, all but I think it was, it was pretty poor. But I think it was a pretty ugly game as a whole. Both both sides could make a lot of arguments for calls, and I I think realistically we just won because we were better as on the whole that day. Oh my god, that fourth, well, we were definitely better that fourth on the whole. quarter drive. Absolutely, man. but I I don't think the refs. I don't think the officiating swayed in our favor. I think it was pretty down the, down the middle, despite just being overall poor. And then the D Ford mm-hmm. thing, mm-hmm. people keep wanting, oh, you caught a break, blah, blah, blah. It's like, all right, he listen. Jumped. Listen, he was, if you look at it, he was legitimately offsides. Do they like, call that every time? No. But before the pick even happened, they threw the flag. He was so a half yard like, offside. He was, he was yeah. clearly offside. And it's one of those things where he threw the flag right after the play started. Mm-hmm. So it's not like he saw the pick and he was like, oh, shit, we need the Pats to stay in this game. I'll throw the flag. You know, you actually see that play get whistled dead a lot. In, in, the, in the new NFL with modern rules, a lot of times if a guy jumps egregiously, which clearly the ref had his hand in his pocket, he was going to throw the flag quickly anyway, a lot of times they do blow the whistle and just rule it dead because they don't want, I think, I think it's called an unimpeded 
um, lane to the quarterback. Yeah. So they don't they don't want to have those free plays because I think too many wide receivers were getting hurt on deep bombs. Randall Cobb, Jordy Nelson, guys like that, because the Packers made a living off of that. Yep. But so I think that's why I, that's why I was actually um, a little surprised they didn't blow it dead immediately. Did you have it queued up? Was that you were going to play? Yeah. Alex, all right. Yeah. Why don't you queue it up? Oh, so yeah, th- this this would have been a total brack backbreaker of a of a pick had it gone through, but D Ford lined up offsides. Oh my god, my heart literally just sank. Do they have the do you have the actual oh I mean Do the, you do you want to hear the call? It, I was just gonna oh, say no. you want to show the actual instant replay where they had D Ford on the line. That's okay. Oh uh, no, they're not showing that. That's then, right. Yeah, it's all but, good. Oh my god, my heart was broken. You and was, I was I just mean, like and then I saw the flag and I was like well, the Pats were probably holding, so it's over. Mm-hmm. And then when he oh, said just kidding. They do show it. that it was on the defense, oh, showed up. my brother and I literally crapped our pants. As you can see at the top of the screen there, 55D Ford was, you know, he was a whole at least hand length over the line. He was a half a yard over. And that's I not mean, even a whole a, half a body. That's not even a good angle because the other guy's in the way. You can but you, but you see. can see that his arm is looking you like You can it's, see that his knee is almost over And that. the yeah. ref is clearly in line, so you can clearly mm-hmm. see that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I mean, absolutely. And, D- I mean, D. Ford, after the game, said he, he was clearly off. I mean, he did. He was off. I mean, <laughs> the best, he didn't argue it. The best was the mic'd up version where he's walking around to his players. He's like, was he, I wasn't offsides, was I? Was, was I offsides? Like, he had no idea. Yeah. Like, that type of incompetence. He did it again in the Pro Bowl. Yeah. In the Pro Bowl, he lined up offsides and caught himself right beforehand. Oh really? That, yeah. that yeah. type yeah. of incompetence is what allows the Patriots to get into these spots every year because the Patriots don't make – those stupid little tiny mistakes. That's just a lapse in... A little lapse in judgment. Yeah, it's just... Yeah. But what it also is a lapse in is some late-game coaching, which Andy Reid has an affinity for, you know, kind of failing in these situations. He did it so often with those Donovan McNabb-led Eagles teams. They lost, I think, three of four NFC Championship games in a row. Or or three of four, you know... Yeah. And... I, the one he actually advanced, he lost to the Patriots in the Super Bowl in 04, I think yep, that one was. 04. But, you know, a- Andy Reid is, is a terrific coach. He's one of the better regular season coaches, and he's arguably a top five coach in the NFL right now. But he just doesn't have. He constantly yeah. struggles with time management, clock management, usage of timeouts, and I think there's a bit of a trickle down effect. When you're not good in late games, I think players feed off of that. Mm. I mean, we. Uh, he doesn't have a pulse. He doesn't have a finger on the pulse of the game. Yep. And he you just, know, yeah, like uh, like they, they say, say, he's buried in his play sheet. Yep. And they say better players and better coaches, um, just have have a have a clutch sense. You know, like they pick up their game to an elite level. Come in the last two minutes or in late games when it's tight, they get better. Mm. He just Belichick and Brady get better. Andy Reid, I don't think it's worse. I just I think. think he's just as everyone passes him when it gets late because they're getting better, he's just constant. And I think that's where he that's where he begins to struggle. And and you could even see it on the overtime drive where the Patriots were driving and driving and driving in overtime and eventually the the Chiefs defense was totally gassed. They had played such a long day, they were on the field for 90 snaps, I think, going into overtime or something close to that. And they were Absolutely exhausted. Andy Reid had three timeouts in overtime, and he didn't call a single one. And we got inside the 10. We ran two plays inside the 10-yard line, I think. Both run plays, both to Burkhead. Yep. And Andy Reid totally could have called timeout. 
Yeah, it's like, what are you Regrouped. saving those timeouts for? If they get a touchdown, the game's over. Why are you saving you, timeouts? That was, the, especially the one right before, they, the Chiefs just made a tackle at the four-yard line, the one right before Burkhead got in. That would have been the perfect time to call timeout, get you know your big personnel out there. I don't think they had any more than, I think they were still running their 4-3. I mean, I don't think they had their goal line package out there at the four-yard line in overtime of a playoff game. That's egregious. Where the Patriots ran the ball like maybe two to three. They ran, they ran the ball three like, out of every four plays. Yeah. Or, I mean, something like that. And that's where, <coughs> that's where I think Andy Reid really, really showed. It was a microcosm of his coaching career. Mm-hmm. Fantastic coach. Like a Sean Shrunk McVay. The, Sean McVay. Well, actually, Sean McVay might make those types of mistakes left. Uh, I don't know. Those types of technical mistakes. Smaller sample size smaller, with Sean McVay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But so it looks like he has <coughs> not won a Super Bowl. Nope, Andy Reid is not. not. That's correct. He, he's he been, went to one. He's been to one. He's yep. been to one and five, five and a four consecutive NFC yep. championship games. I, I, I only won that. one of them. Yep. No, you're right. He only won one of them because yep. he only went to one. Yeah. Yep. I pretty much. No, no, no. He went to four NFC championships. Right. Mm-hmm. And he only and won and he, one and of he, them. And he lost three of four. Yeah, that's yeah. amazing. Yep. What, what a pro. You, hey, what are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? Like I said, he's a really good coach. He's really good. But he just doesn't excel in the big moments. Hey, if you can't beat him, become a walrus. You know, hey, whatever. Hey, you know, he can just, like, drift out in the sea. It'll be fine. Dude, that guy, holy crap, does he... He looks like a spitting image of a walrus. Holy crap. Yeah. That guy makes me look like a Greek god. Like, jeez. <laughs> My jeez. I still don't understand, even though Rex Burkhead did a great job, and I'm proud of him, and that was great. Mm. I still don't understand putting him out there. So... Then. Because he's he's a bigger back. So I have a I have a different idea on that as well, because they were because they ran almost ninety plays, you know Michelle and James White both had over twenty touches, and I think Burkhead was the only one who didn't going right. into overtime, and I think the idea was Burkhead was the freshest back, he was running with some momentum, and you know he was the big back at the time. I think White was a little <coughs> gassed, and I think Michelle was absolutely gassed from extremely high usage in the first half. And Michelle has had issues in, on the goal line this year, too. He had he did have some struggles. I will still trust him in the playoffs because he's still our big bruiser. But for a young guy who managed to avoid a rookie wall for the most part, probably due to the injury helped with some rest, but you, you want to make sure he's as fresh as possible. And he has some fumbling issues. When running backs get tired, they tend to fumble. Right. So I think one of the ideas was Keep them fresh. Make sure the fresh running back is is the one in the game late. Yep. I think that's why it was. That's that's my opinion. Okay. I don't know why, but mm. that's that's my opinion as to why I think Burkhead was in. I questioned it immediately when I was watching the game. We all had the same opinion. What do you why think is about, that not Michelle? What do you think about Tyree Kill? Looks like he only touched the ball. I think that one. That's twice. another egregious mistake on Andy Reid's point. Because is that him or is that our amazing nah, game planning? No. We we game planned against him for sure. We had the McCordys on him most of the night. We had Jason playing press coverage on him, and we had either Devin McCourty or Deron Harmon doing a really good job bracketing, bracket coveraging him. Yeah, they Meaning him Jason McCourty, which means Jason McCourty plays him tight, allows him, you know, or tries to jam him at the line of scrimmage. And if he gets by him, Harmon or McCourty or whoever the over-the-top safety is, right there watching him with a five-yard cushion. Meaning if he's going deep, they're turning and running, and they're staying with him stride for stride. Or if they try to cut back in, Jason McCourty stays with him tight on the inside. So there's no space unless Tyree Kill improvises, 
which he is a decent improviser, but I think our pass rush did a good enough job getting to Mahomes and forcing him out of the pocket before Hill was able to do anything. Trey Flowers, I think, had one sack, but like four pressures. He did a it great... It was a huge sack. It was a massive sack late in the game. Pushed him out of field goal range. And I think even though Flowers was only credited with the one sack, maybe two, um, I think he was in on another one. I don't know if they, he got credit, though. He did a great job forcing Mahomes to his right or forcing him to his left when, when Tyreek Hill was on one side of the field. And Van Noy actually had a really good game as well in that he got after him. And that, I think that's also what played a, a huge factor in Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill's the deep threat. We all know that. But so they, sh- they should have had him on more slants or more in routes. But you that's gotta, not, you gotta get the guy the ball somehow. I agree, but that's not his strength. And I think they were trying to play to Mahomes and Hill's strength, which yeah, is. But at that point, when you're in desperation mode, you gotta try something new. I'm not disagreeing. I'm saying that's what just kind of happened, and it goes back to Andy Reid going tight. What what did what did he do when he needed a score? He looked to Kelsey and he got the benefit of the doubt on some play on some pass interference non calls and calls. And he he went to Watkins. Watkins actually had a pretty decent day despite yeah, being in Gilmore's coverage a majority of it. Right. But you know, I, I think that's kind of how it went. And Ooh. made us all jump a little Jeez. bit there. But you're right back there. I I guess What's not. Okay. Jeez, you like turn up the volume there or something? Oh no, everyone's good. Okay. No, okay. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. All right, we'll just uh, check that one under technical <laughs> difficulties. <laughs> so Anyway, it's probably a good segue. Yeah. <laughs> just but overall, just wake us up a little bit, move hey, us over. Fantastic game. It was awesome back and forth. It's mm-hmm. one of the best Pats games I can remember. Yeah, definitely one of the more memory. exciting ones. And uh, it was with the momentum in that game. Mm-hmm. Basically, whoever was going to get the ball was going to score. So yeah. for me, I told my brother I was sitting there. I was like, you know what? Whoever wins this coin toss is going to win the game. They're going down and scoring a touchdown. And luckily, we were able to get the score. So, yep. you know what? I like it. I love it. We're in. So we're here to talk about the Super Bowl. But before we get there, let's talk about the quick uh, non-PI call on the Saints. Yes. <laughs> it's actually like... I'm ready. Let's talk about the Saints. All right, Alex, why don't you cue up the uh, non-pass interference clip for us? Uh, let's set it up real quick, though. Leading right up to this, the Saints are driving. It's, I think, the two-minute warning just passed to tie ball game 2020. Well, we'll see when it has the thing. But. I think the Rams have one timeout, and it's third down. If the Saints convert this third down, they can essentially run out the clock, kick a field goal with no time left or minimal time left. Or they could just run in for a touchdown. If they don't score, right. yes. But if they choose to milk the clock a little bit... Are we so? Are yep. we going to listen yep. with Go or it. without volume? No, do Go it with volume. volume. Yeah, bring it up so we can see you as well, please. Thank you. Down and ten. Breeze from the gun takes the snap. Goes to the near oh, side. Hit early. Where's the flag? You don't get one. Get out of here. Hit on Tommy Lee. Sean Payne is all the way down at the ten. Unbelievable no call. Wow, not a flag to be found. Unbelievable. He early. He, that's the second time. You can't challenge it. I mean, he, he doesn't even look for the ball. Nikel Roby Coleman. And oh, my God. Are that you kidding so me? Un- oh, that's one more time. Down one more time. Breeze from the gun. Takes the snap. Goes to the near oh, side. Hit early. Where's the flag? You don't get one. Early hit on Tommy Lee. Sean Payton is all the way down at the 10. Unbelievable no call. That is, oh, my God. Wow. That is egregious. And, and the thing about this. Unbelievable. He, that's the second time. And the thing about this. Are you kidding me? The thing about this is even more damning is. Immediately after the play, the two refs who were totally within eyeshot of the whole thing, staring at it, 
they actually got together and talked real quick. So they actually conferred after the play and said, nope, not a, not a fact. No, well, the head ref, they didn't even consult. They were going to consult with the head ref, and he waved them off, and he made the, the call. The head ref actually had was had an awful eye line on it. Yeah. He, was, he was behind the quarterback. He couldn't see it. But the two refs, they actually went and talked, and then they looked at him, and he waved, and then they just went back. And that and a play like that, I don't care if Egregious. it's obvious or not, you take the freaking two minutes it's going to take, have the refs come in, okay, who had the best view, what do you think, mm-hmm. we need to make a decision. Instead, this freaking jamoke, the head ref, looks, he goes, nah, I'm good, I get it, nah, no call. But the thing, the thing that makes this even more damning mm-hmm. is the fact that the NFL, either I think it was a couple of days later, actually finds... Roby Coleman, I think it was like 50K or something more. The standard amount for... Uh, for a head-to-head hit. So, so even if it wasn't a PI call, it should have been a head-to-head hit. So either way, they blew two different calls that mm-hmm. could have completely changed the game in, barring a miracle, essentially sending the Saints to the Super Bowl. Defensive pass interference, oh which is a 15-yard penalty and an automatic first down, or a helmet-to-helmet, yep. which is, or leading with the crown of your helmet, which he did. Yeah, head-to-head, which yep is a 15-yard penalty and an automatic first down. Either way, And it that, would have put you, like, that, three, three yards from the goal line. That would have put them within five yards. That I think that they were at, like, the... Say they were at the 20, that puts them at the five. Yeah. It's a first down, first and goal, a minute 40, and the clock's going to run every play. They could run the ball twice, and they could kill most of the time. Yep. And you know what? It totally could have gone as in you know, the Saints score and then the Rams score and then we're in the same spot, but you you took the ball out of the players' hands and you never like to see that. Yeah. And that is just looking at it again, that is just appalling. It is the NFL can do they they cannot justify that whatsoever. Oh Rod- my God. Roger Goodell on Media Day actually made a mention of it. He said that our refs are humans too and they missed it. He admitted they missed it, but he spent all of one minute talking about it and then just swept it under the rug and moved on. And that was it. Oh, he didn't God. he didn't go into it. He didn't say that there would be any reason to use any technology or or any challenge nothing. Nothing. And he just tried to ignore it. But I am going to say this because as awful of a call as it was and if I was a Saints fan, I'd still be bitching too. Yeah. But oh my god, just stop it. Just freaking Stop it, will you? Do you realize that you could have stopped them when the Rams got the ball and you were up by a field goal? You could have stopped them from scoring. Mm-hmm. You didn't. You got the ball first yes. in overtime, couldn't score, and on that position, you threw a pick. Yeah. So stop your bitching. You had plenty of opportunities to make up for it, and you didn't. They did, but I think that that non-call is totally demoralizing it is that but, that ruins the mindset of a team but it and I do, think, that's not a game ending call you still have more football to play no but it's still a massive game changer i agree it's not it's not the end all be all and the saints could have still won the game despite that but we're here because we're in the situation of a rams patriots because that call wasn't made and that was egregious. It was. No, but they're and I currently agree with you. suing the NFL. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Yeah, that's and the NFL has claimed in court filings two different things. Freaking One, Roger Goodell does not have the authoritative power to order the replaying of the NFC Championship. He does. According to NFL court filings, he does not. Also, the court filing says decisions made by referees are final. So, 
There is a rather obscure rule within the NFL playbook, or playbook, NFL rule book, according to the latest CBA, that says if there is, the, the commissioner does have a power to restart the game from that call and go from there. I mean, we'd have to find that call to prove that. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I, I just know that it's one of the rather obscure in the, you know, bowels of the of the, the bowels <laughs> of the of the rule book. But now it's not going to happen. Yeah. Well, overall, you know, it is what it is. Now we have our Super Bowl matchup. So let's hold transition. Hold on. Hold on. Oh, now with the outrage that has continued to grow over that blown call. We need to talk more about this outrage. Saints a trip to the Super Bowl. The NFL reportedly now considering. Video replay of disputed pass interference calls. TJ Holmes is here now with more on that. Good morning, TJ. Hey, Robin, you don't have to be a Saints fan to be upset by this. You don't have to be a football fan, even a sports fan, but just a fan of basic fairness. Are we going to sit down in two weeks to watch the Super Bowl and wonder, is the right team in this game? Well, that's right, sir. Is the right team in this game? Mm. That is very true. But on that note, we are going to talk about our Super Bowl predictions, X-Factors, key matchups, and... MVP predictions. MVP predictions. So we're going to take a quick break, have a little ad from Bellman Jewelers, and we will be back momentarily. Hi, this is Alex from Bellman Jewelers. Here to remind you, Valentine's Day is just around the corner. Bellman Jewelers is here to make sure you have the perfect gift for this special occasion. From diamond necklaces to pearl studs, watches and stackable bracelets, we have something for everyone. Whether your budget is $50 or over $5,000, we know that we can help you find the perfect gift. Come by and visit us right here at 1650 Elm Street in Manchester. And three, two, one. Welcome back to Pop Sports. <clears throat> hold on, hold on, hold on. Three, two, one. Welcome back to Pop Sports. We were literally waiting for you to rise up. And I rise up. I, I guess it's just not happening now. I'm trying to, he's dead. I'm <laughs> <laughs> I think you did it the wrong time. There he is. Oh, hey. Sorry. Found him. Found I, him. Found I him. heard the alarms. Found the alarm. <laughs> All right, so we're back to Pop Sports. Now Oi. we're going to talk. <laughs> now we're going to. Stop it. Now we're just playing with back there. Bouncing back in. Oh, my God. Oh, I like Ooh, it. Nice. All right, so we're going to look at the Super Bowl now because thank God we won the championship game. And Hell yes, yeah. I know I did not think the Patriots were going to win. Shame on me. You're the worst. <sighs> worst. Look, I wanted them to that. win. Objectively, I try to make an objective choice. Terrible decision. And I chose the Chiefs, and I am very happy that I am wrong. Right, Alex? 
I think Correct. we. Can, I who think, did you choose? I think we can all agree I think on I chose that. The Patriots. You chose the Patriots. Yeah. Jerry, who did you choose? I chose the Patriots. Well, I guess I'm just an ass clown. So. <laughs> You're the ass clown dressed up, right? Yeah, <laughs> seriously. I mean, I'm the one that's decked out in Pats gear, and mm-hmm. I'm the only idiot that did not pick the Pats to win. Well, I'm extremely superstitious. So. That is true. That is true. So I have my reasons. So on that Don't note, we're going to talk about the key matchups of the Super Bowl. We're going to look at our MVP choices mm-hmm. and who we think the biggest X factors are going to be. Mm-hmm. So, on that note, Jerry, I'm going to take it from here. All right, so... You go, girl. Thank you. So, for the matchups, I think the biggest thing in this game is going to be the offensive line versus the defensive line. So, the Pats offensive line versus the Rams defensive line. I think it's pretty obvious. I think both teams are going to try and establish the run. Both are very run-heavy teams. Whether you got the freaking fat load C.J. Anderson trying to freaking waddle up the middle... I don't know how he hasn't been stopped because literally he makes me look like a figure skater. I don't understand. Like, if that's the why am I not getting paid millions of dollars to run my fat ass up a middle? Like, come on, what the hell? Don't give me that look. I, I could do it. I could do it. God damn it. Yes. Okay. Just don't forget so. <laughs> to breathe. You know, in the middle. That's true. Just, if you For breathe, some, nothing stops. That's you. true. Yeah. For some reason, when I run, I just stop breathing because clearly I'm too stupid because my brain can't. Focus on what I'm thinking about or talking about, and it just shuts down. It's like there's too many things happening. He's running, but he's thinking, so we got to shut something down. So obviously the first choice is, oh, stop breathing, you dumbass. So that's what happens. So anyway. So back to the football. <laughs> back to the football. <laughs> so, Enough about your personal life. <laughs> Sorry. Ooh, nope, I'm not playing footsie. No, I, I, I don't know what you're doing. Just, just go back to football. <laughs> so back to football. Thing. I think it's going to be really focused in the trenches. I think it's all mm-hmm. going to be about how – both lines end up matching up against each other. Um, I know everybody's main focus has been the Pats O-line and the Rams D-line. Uh, predominantly, you know, Sue, Sue and Donald and Donald up the middle. Mm-hmm. I'm not too worried about one of taking out one of them because I think Shaq Mason alone, uh, maybe with some extra help, could take out one of those. Or if Tooney and Andrews are focusing on one or the other, they'll be able to take one out. I'm curious to see if they can take two. But I think it's all going to be about running, establishing the run. I think whatever team can run at will will end up winning this game because they'll have the yardage to get the first downs, to get the touchdowns on the goal line. Kind of like how the Patriots won the Chiefs game. Yes, like the Chiefs game. And it'll set up the play action that will get defenses to bite, and then you finally start chipping away with the passing game. I think that it's – I don't know. I think it's going to be a bit more of how the Rams are going to be able to utilize Todd Gurley and if the Patriots can stop Gurley. And I don't mean through the run game. I think think through the passing attack of the Rams. I think that Stephon Gilmore is capable of shutting down a guy like Robert Woods, who's who's a really good all-around receiver. And I think that the Patriots have proven that they can use certain coverages and certain bracket coverages against a deep threat speed demon in the Brandon Cooks Tyreek Hill mold. You know, we we quickly talked about how Tyreek Hill did next to nothing in that game. And I think that that's going to be the game plan for Cooks. So if you can say that both of the starting receivers are out or are outclassed by the Pats secondary, who's that leave the Rams really go-to option? And well, I do you think, think that's Todd Gurley. Do you think that Cooks will have a big game, or do you think they're going to shut down the long passes for him? I think Cooks will be shut down in the same way that, that Hill will. I think if he, if he makes a catch or two, it'll be... A couple bombs, or it'll be if he has three catches, I think he'll have 55 yards, something in that range, Fair because enough. they'll all be big plot, big 20, passes, 20 big plays. plus. Yeah, 20 plus. exactly. Yeah, I think he's gonna definitely have a bigger game than Hill did. 
I mean, obviously, he'll only have one catch for like 42 yards. Right. But, but I think Cooks is definitely going to be good for maybe three or four, maybe 20, 30-yard passes. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't think Cooks is going to light it up. And, and, and I don't think Woods is either if he is, in fact, in Gilmore's coverage all day, which is why I tend to believe that it's going to be up to Gurley. It's going to be, can Gurley break away from the pass defense. And I, I think it's going to be a lot of Jared Goff dump-offs to Todd Gurley. And who's going to cover him? Kyle Van Noy, Patrick oh. Chung. Oh. You know, like guys who have struggled at times covering Gurley. Or covering running backs out of the backfield. you got to say the Gurley man. The Gurley man. Thank yes, you. The Gurley man. you got to say it in like a German act, like the Gurley man. I will defer that to you. How's that? <laughs> okay, sorry. Anyway, that's that's who I really think the Patriots are going to have to focus in on specifically because I think the other guys kind of come with a certain territory. For the Patriots, I actually think that Gronk is going to be the big the big X factor. I hope you're right. The reason why is because he's going to have to be. There's not necessarily a go-to guy on the Rams that can stop him. And the Rams gave up the most or second most points in yardage to tight ends the entire year. Exactly. And they were lucky that the Saints didn't exactly have a threat there with Ben Watson having in uh, his appendix out and the backup there, I think Josh Hill getting, or uh, Arnold, whatever, getting uh, hurt on the in the first quarter. So yep. there was no real tight end to really focus on for the Rams in, in the NFC Championship game. So I think that Gronk has a really big opportunity here to really key in on that defense that, that's that's tended to be on the weaker side specifically against tight ends. I think Edelman has a tough matchup. I think because they have two all-pro corners in Marcus Peters and Aqib Tlaib, who are capable of covering most wide receivers, Tlaib has been a little less effective in the slot, but he's still capable. And, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't see how it's not Gronk. Mm. <laughs> Especially when you consider that the Rams don't have a guy. They don't have a shutdown guy on tight ends. So for me, what I would do, if I was the Patriots, what I would do for offense and what I would do for defense. So on offense, I think you have to try and establish the run. If you can't do that, just do you use the run and do play actions. But Sony Michelle also can catch out of the backfield. That's another reason why they drafted him, right? No, I mean, he maybe? can, but I just don't think that's going to be a factor at all. I, I, think, think, I think it's going to be, I think if they you use have Michelle, to get it's going to be involved. barreling through the middle. See, I think they have to, because if he's on the field, they automatically know that it's going to be a run. So what Exactly. They, exactly. So in this game, they have to get him involved in the passing game as well. That way, when he's on the field, you have to worry about him maybe catching it out in the flat, him blocking, whatever it is. You have to make him multidimensional in order for the Rams to be thinking more. I don't think Michelle has shown anything at the professional level to to actually show that he can be a good pass catcher. He's going to have two catches, tops. I would, I would give it a shot because I think they need to do something to spice it up to make sure that they don't know that it's a run every single play that he's I out there. I think that's why they have White, because White can do both, and Burkett can do both. Michelle can't. He's a grinder. He's through the middle. He's a pounder. That's <sighs> it. That's all you got with him. Well, I hope that they try that. They probably won't, but who knows. If yeah. I was the Pats, I hopefully would try and work on that, because I think it makes them a little more multidimensional with Sony Michelle, instead of having White in there as, you know, most of the time he's a pass catcher or he does the draws. You really think that the Rams defensive line is going to have their way with the Pats offensive line? I actually do, yes. Despite the fact that the Pats have given up one pressure all playoffs? I think for the run. I actually think they're going to be better at the run. Even though they were 
like oh, I think it was like dead last during the league. Yeah, the season. They have no linebackers. But still, all I the think linebackers are finesse. The coverage guys, they got nothing. Is a force. Oh my freaking god! Yeah, they're great at pass rushing. So what? You're gonna, you're gonna go off the sides, off the edges? Go no, I say you run right Fowler. at Sue. I don't think Sue has been a has been a cause for a couple years against the run. He's good against the pass. He's good all around. You know what? He's not terrible against the run. But I think you can you can run right at him. Think so? Yes. Don't I think, you think Cook is gonna have it out for us? Brandon Cooks. I yeah. think Patrick Chung's gonna lay him out once and soften him up. Really? Yeah. Seriously. <laughs> yes. The big bang clock. Doesn't he have good insider information to give them against us? Uh, it's a completely different team this year. We've we've faced former players before. I'm not that worried. Mm. I don't know. I mean, Cooks Cooks seems one dimensional. Doesn't he seem a little bitter that we didn't use him enough and he's been used a lot more this year, so isn't he kinda like trying to prove his worthiness? I mean, prove his worthiness, yeah, I, I can understand that, but he also has a bit of a tendency to get a little too tight. Remember the Eagles playoff game? He got knocked out because he was trying to do too much? Yeah. I feel like that's going to happen again. He's going to be like, I'm going to be amazing, I'm going to do all the stuff, he's going to have a big drop, and he's going to phase himself out of the game. He's a bit of a head case. All right. And I had one other right question I wanted to hear you guys talk about. Yeah, shoot. It was, uh, someone brought this up to me today. Do you think that the Saints head coach, who's pretty good friends with Belichick, actually, John Payton, yeah. uh, is going to call and give Belichick a lot of insider or good information since he plays them twice a year. No, he doesn't. And he's upset about well, he, this. He did well, play he them did twice this year. a year. Well, this yeah. year he did, yeah. Right. And so he and he's probably pretty upset about this, so he's probably looking for the Patriots to win this one for them. So I do I think, be surprised. I think coaches talk. I think I think that's a thing. Coaches talk. They all have their buddies. There's there's a few circles out there. Yeah, and I think Belichick and Peyton are one of them. They always do, in the preseason, they always have um, inter-squad games and stuff. So, yeah, they are good buddies. So I could see them talking. But I don't Especially know. Especially in this point. I like circumstance. That. Oh, in no, this no. circumstance, yeah. I, I wouldn't be surprised if Peyton's like, Bill, you probably got your own plans, but this is the type of stuff we use and this is what works. So, you know, have at it. I mean, I don't know how extensive that talk's going to be because everyone's kind of focused on their own thing. We heard that Sean Peyton was <laughs> eating ice cream watching Netflix for three days. After you know, after that loss, so hey, I mean, if I went through a bad breakup, I'd probably do the same and have beer. Nah, but know. it would probably be more at a celebration because freedom. Know. But freedom. No, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I do think I do think Peyton will talk to to Belichick, but I don't think it's going to be anything that's going to be earth shattering. Seeing as you know, it's not like Peyton had much success. Wasn't he 0 for 2 against the Rams? Mm, no, they won the first game. They won the first game? Yep. Oh, that was the big shootout. Yeah. They won by, right, but even they won if, by 10. Even mm-hmm. if they didn't win, he'd still have good information on just the way they like to call games, the things that he's seen. Belichick seems to know McVay a little bit. And I mean, kinda, they've also been texting all year, too. Belichick's also going to look at that footage, too, from the last game as well. Really? Oh, yeah. No, you didn't hear about that? I think no. I think on Media Day or oh, something. We're talking about something else. Oh, McVay had mentioned that. Um, Belichick used to text him after games and stuff, and they would actually have a, a decent back and forth throughout the regular season. Oh. So, I mean, yeah. I mean, Ooh. Belichick might actually um, already have some insider information on McVay if you want to really get down to it. The Emperor is looking for a new apprentice. <laughs> is McVay Luke in this situation? Tantalizing. Is he... Yeah, he's the new hope. Or is he Vader? I mean, he's uh, the young blood. He's a new hope. I don't think this is a perfect... Oh. <laughs> Interesting. Hmm. Does that make Brady Vader? I don't know who's who's. What's happening here? Yeah, pro- I don't know. <laughs> Just figure your shit out, man. <laughs> I don't know. I am your father. I wonder if that's what he says to McVeigh on the phone. 
Jesus. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean. <laughs> a conversation between you two guys. What impresses you most about the early success Ooh. of Coach McVeigh? Coach McVeigh has done a great job of that football team. He's been there two years. Uh, you know, they've led the league in scoring basically both years. Uh, they've, you know, won a ton of games. Uh, they're very well coached. They're fundamentally sound. They're tough. They can play in all situations. We saw him come from behind against the Saints. It's weird when he's just standing there and, uh, staring at him as he's talking about him. He's got great, or, uh, great players. Great Belichick is really wired uh, right now. And, and they're, they're here for this a This is a very emotional Belichick. Very emotional. There's so much grab ass at these media days. Oh, God. Yeah, you know, I think that got a little overblown where, you know, I was just so appreciative of somebody of his nature to even take the time to send a text after we had won a game earlier this year and to get a chance to have the platform to be able to, you know, get a chance to meet people like Coach Belichick that are willing to share and, and help. Uh, you know, that means a lot. Oh, don't, don't play nice. Don't play nice down there, guys. He didn't. He didn't. That's really talking shit. Cue up that clip. Done it better than they oh, really? Over the last There's a clip of that? Years, and that's why you have yeah. so much I will find that for you. After that, dude. On behalf of fans all over the world, thank you for what you did this year. I'm looking forward to Yeah, so, I mean, there's a... I mean, yeah, maybe it was a little overblown, the McVeigh-Belichick texting thing. And maybe it was just a one-off thing after a game. But earlier on, it did seem like... They they did so at least infrequently throughout the season. New apprentice. I mean, if not, I mean that's that's kind of interesting. Maybe Belichick Ooh. was trying to get some. I actually saw a really funny theory on Twitter, and it was Belichick. something like Belichick was uh, was just talking to um, McVeigh about how to beat certain teams and how to shape his team, and then so in the in the Super Bowl when he actually faces him, he knows how to beat him because it's the one thing he taught him oh, or something. Boy. Oh but, boy. Uh, that's not a real thing. Oh, boy. That'd be amazing if that was it. I don't know. Fan theories, man. Sometimes fan theories come true. It's scary stuff. I hope this one's wrong. 99% of the time not, but. There's always that 1%. So Nine times out of 10, they'll beat us, but not tonight. Okay, well, I just dropped a Dumb and Dumber quote, and I'm a little upset. That well, I was just talking about Herb Brooks, and I'm a little upset that you did not acknowledge that. I started first. You started first. <laughs> Thanks. I don't that's what's to me. But you're still wrong. Take on the big bad Patriots. I'm not giving him any advice. Burn. Love it. I got to go against that guy all night, so that's what I'm concerned about. <laughs> what do you yell? You're a big cheater. I don't know. What did that guy yell? It sounded like he said. I'm concerned about. Mm. Hold on. Let me enhance that audio. Excuse me. One second. Enhance. Enhance. Is, is that in, is that more enhanced for you? Okay. I don't see anything. Is it louder? Yes. Uh, louder? Mm -hmm. Ready, action. And I know how great of a player he is. Uh, they got a great defense. Best D-line in the league. Uh, trouble the best inter And I know how great of a player he is. Uh, they got a great defense. Best D-line in the league. I'm going to be careful with that ball? I don't know. I don't know what. That's what I'm concerned about. That's what I'm concerned about. Against that guy all night. Maybe so he is. Maybe he is. That's what I'm concerned about. It looks. It sounds like he's saying you're a big cheater. Yeah, probably. I don't know. That's what I said. Whatever. Either that or uh, he's just peanut butter and gels. Or look at that cheerleader. He is one peanut of butter two. and gels. I'm sorry. We're so goddamn good in that Brady is one ring away from being Thanos. I don't know what to tell you. I, oh my god, it's so true. It really is. There's only one more to go. And then he wipes out half the NFL. Oh, good snap. Like that. Let's go just snap. like that. They're going to fade away. Every player who ever talks shit about Brady, gone. Flick of the wrist. Flick of the, flick of the wrist. Don't do that. 
<laughs> no, but you don't do that. Sorry for offending. No, nah, that's okay. So, anyways, back to uh, what were we talking about again? <laughs> the Super Bowl. The, what's that? Oh, oh, that's that's crazy. Right. Ah, yeah, yeah. Who's in the Super Bowl that's again? Right. Uh, I believe it is the uh, Browns and the Cardinals. Lions? Oh, good, oh good, yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. I think so. Right? Isn't this the uh, the Rose and Darnold showdown? <laughs> no. The oh. Jets and yeah, poop. You said Browns. Oh, isn't it the Mayfield uh, Rosen showdown? Yeah, okay. shut up. You're done. Mayfield. What? No. What? Regardless, uh, Mayfield right. Donald would be yeah, interesting. Be hilarious. Should they should have like a not Super Bowl? Like an interesting like an, game, an unsuper bowl, an unsuper bowl where they pick like the two the least bowl. exciting teams and just and the force winner them to gets play. the number one pick. Oh, I like it. The oh shit my god, bowl. yes, 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 yes. The I would two, watch that every the year. The two worst teams duke it out, and the winner gets first round pick. Yep. That's I beautiful. Like it. Mm-hmm. That's it's, fair. I'm in. Dude, I'm in. Get how, rid of the how Pro Bowl. Is that get rid of the Pro Bowl and have that instead? Actually, yeah. yes. No, no. I was gonna say the Pro Bowl is essentially gone now. Anyway, the Pro it's Bowl garbage. is a joke. Yeah, no one, yeah. No one cares. Who about watched that? Did you watch that? No, I didn't watch that. No one watched that. If you garbage. gave people free tickets, I saw a they highlight the D Ford offsides. That was about it. That's all I saw. I didn't even know that happened. I'm telling you, and right then some guy it. got hurt. Juju, did Juju, Juju get Schuster? hurt? No, someone got hurt, and they're all riled up about it. Some wide receiver. Could have been Juju. I, I mean, mean, well, let's be honest. If you get hurt in the Pro Bowl, that sucks. I mean, Tyler, <laughs> that's Eifert, on you. Tyler, no, Tyler Eifert got seriously messed up a few years back. He's never been the same. That's how he originally hurt himself. Really? I didn't yeah. know that. I think he... I think he it he is Juju. It is Juju. And they're upset about it. And Juju. they're having this whole thing about how dumb the Pro Bowl <coughs> is and why it shouldn't be a thing. That is true. I kind of agree now. But I do like some of the mini games they do. That actually That's looks fine. kind of fun. That's fun. Those guys actually seem to enjoy it, too. You don't need to watch a game. Like, like come on. Like, the, the stuff leading like up to Like those little it? competitions? Yeah. Those are fun. Those are fun. The and players then, like have the loser bowl. Then the loser bowl. Yeah. The Winner bowl. gets first round pick. Yep. Mm-hmm. The shit bowl. Yep. Come on. Before That's interesting. The un-Super Bowl. I like un And that would bring the whole team in like, all right, guys, you suck. You have to win this game for your team. (laughs) For your team to get the first round pick. Win this game so we can get a quarterback. Right. Pretty much. That's actually pretty interesting. Hey. I'm in. Let's do it. I bet the totem. That's all in, baby. Let's let's start a petition. No, I like the totem. That means a lot that I would put the totem into that. Okay. How did you end up with the best gift from our friends <laughs> giving? Friends know. swap. What is that? Because people felt that. bad because if they took it from me, I would have cried. Yankee swap. Was, was it Yankee the swap? Yankee swap are the words. Yeah. Friends swap. What, friends what, swap. What did you say? <clears throat> friends giving at first. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was a bunch of friends giving different gifts. So I don't know. All right. Don't so you justify get back to the, it. Uh, you want to get back to the Super Bowl? Who? Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right now, oh, you have geez. to pick an MVP for each team. One player, Just not one. two. One player Just on the Rams one. and one player on the Pats. You have to choose one. Who is your bet to win the MVP? Donald and Brady. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. Donald and Thomas Brady. So I'm saying what? Donald because the dude is a freak. And if you're not going to contain him, if they can't stop him, then the game's lost. Okay. Because he's going to have, if you can't stop him, he'll he'll easily have three sacks, like ten pressures, whatever. Mm-hmm. So... I think he's one that I could definitely see getting an MVP. Brady, just because he's Brady. If they win, they're just going to give it to him, just you know, because like James White and Super Bowl Fifty, uh, the Atlanta one, yeah, the yeah, Atlanta yeah. one. James White definitely should have gotten that one, mm-hmm. and they gave it to Brady. Why? Because he's the quarterback. Mm-hmm. So it's either going to be Brady or Donald if the Rams win. I think for me or Gurley if we're going to throw an extra one. No, you get one each. Don't change the rules. You don't make the rules. You I just don't. did. I literally no. just made the rules for no. this. Uh, yes. No. How is it no? No. 
Good Sorry, answer. am I screaming into the mic too, Mel? What? <laughs> what? Okay. Yeah, well, he's not paying attention. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, mine are, and I said, this, I said this before, before, before uh, Robert Woods, because if Robert Woods has a really big game, I think it's going to show up in a Rams win. If okay. he, I think he's going to be the one that really puts him over the top. Really? You think him over Goff if that's going to be... Uh... Yes, because if he has if he has 130 yards in, a, in seven catches and a touchdown or two, yeah, it'll go to him. Okay. A la Dion Branch in the, okay. in the early 2000s. But yeah, and uh, for the Pats, I've been going between a couple guys. Oh, no, you can only pick one. But I am going to only pick one. You can only pick because one, Because I know Jerry. how to make a decision. You can only pick one. James White. Okay. Bit of a makeup call. If, if it's close... I think it's going to be a bit of a makeup call for snubbing him in the Atlanta one. But I think that James White is going to have to be key. More so than Michelle, because I think it's going to be so tight of a game until the fourth that it's going to have to be a pass-oriented Patriots for overall success. And I think that James White's going to have to be a big part throughout the game, specifically in the fourth quarter to ice it. I disagree. If there was going to be a running back that would get the MVP, it would be Michelle. because Michelle will get his, I think. Well, if they end up winning the game, I think a lot of it would be because Michelle was the one that established the run, and he's the one that got them on the roll orally, whether it's he gets 100-plus yards and a touchdown. I think if they're going to win the game... It's going to go through Michelle? I think it's going to go through Michelle. I think initially Michelle's definitely going to get the touches. But I think second half is going to be James White time. We, we saw throughout the regular season. But then the we Patriots, saw Burkhead. The we Patriots, barely saw James White The Patriots half. were at their most effective throughout the entire regular season when James White was in the backfield. And what happened? He disappeared the last couple of games. I think a bit of it's rest. I think it's a bit of making sure he's healthy. And a bit of it was making sure Michelle got his legs under him. Which he did. And, it, and they rode him through. But I think now it's time, you know... Chips are in. Everything's in. It's James White. James White's the guy who's proven it in playoffs past. He's going to prove it in playoffs present and hopefully in playoffs future. And I think it's going to be James White. The future. Alex, what about you? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Listen to us. I am listening. Why won't you love us, man? Show us some love. Who is your MVP if the Rams win, and who's your MVP if the Pats win? Where is the love? Shut up. Uh, What's actually going to happen? If either team wins, the quarterbacks will get the MVP because that's what they always do. And no matter how hard any other player tries, they don't give a shit. That's a lie. Didn't Von Miller win it for the Broncos? When? What? When? When was the last time? Malcolm Smith for the, yeah. When? We just named two times. Yeah, when though? How long ago? Uh, uh, the one before the Pats Atlanta Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. The one right before that. And the one before that. That's because they couldn't give it to the Manning because Funny. he did so terrible. Yes. That was just yeah. deplorable, though. Uh, I mean, it doesn't matter. Still, we just gave you two options. Yep, we did. That's two out of how many Super Bowls? I mean, Dion I Branch uh, won it 53 during... is going to be my guess. Well, 52 technically, but I'm going to guess... Two out of 52 that have been played. Well, That's going to be my guess. I can just say You want to know how I know that, Alex? There's a, there's a third one. The because numbers? we're playing in 53. There's, just a, th- there's a third one. Deion Branch won a Super Bowl MVP. So now, now there's three out Really? Of Over Brady? Mm-hmm. That is true. True story, man. True what was that, man? 2001? Uh, three? three. Uh, four. He four? won the, in the Eagles one. The Eagles one? Then there you go. I, All actually, right. I actually thought it should have gone to Rodney Harrison. If they weren't going to give it to Brady, but splitting hairs. They'll give it to Brady. So you're saying the quarterbacks. James White. Yeah. Okay. No matter what. I mean, honestly, right. it's not a bad guess. By no means, because 
pass happy league and everything. I just think James White is a bit of a do it all guy. No, see, at, at the beginning they were giving it to Brady because he was one of the best quarterbacks. Now they're going to give it to Brady because that old guy's still kicking ass. So it's it's a different thing, but he's still going to get the trophy. Yeah. It's Wait, more, how it's did he the... win it in the Rams in 01? I mean, I know the last drive was amazing and everything, but I mean, he only had like 160 passing yards. Because Wasn't... they just choose the best story. Yeah. I mean, that's fair. That like, checks out. A six round. I just, I just thought except that, that time six they round didn't pick give it that to comes in. The Butler shouldn't have. Come on, yes. There's he had, no, no. Uh, he saved the game. It was he had one, one play. play. It doesn't matter. It made the whole no, game. No, that I mean, one. That no. one goes to Brady. No, that one was Brady. Brady overcame like a ten point deficit. James White quarter. should have gotten fifteen. Ten or fourteen. I don't remember. Whatever. Okay. James White got screwed over on that one. On the Atlanta one. Do you have about any, do you have any sure. last feelings about this before we? Wait, wait, wait. Final scores. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, you want to do X Factor real quick? Let me kind of touch on that. X Factor. No, okay, who's your official X Factor? My official X Factor, we have Talib. So Wrong. I think Talib for the Rams. What? Talib, if he's covering Edelman, I think he is a huge X Factor. Mm. If he is successful in covering Edelman, we are screwed. And for the Pats, Joe Tooney, because I think Shaq Mason, because he's so good, he's going to be on. That was disgusting. I want to puke in my mouth right now. Stop! Stop it! Stop! Can we do the neck. No, I'll do the neck. Stop! That's disgusting, dude. I'm in the middle of a take. God, stop it. This is take sabotage. All right. And then the other one for the Patriots is Schubert. Okay, we're good. The other one for the Patriots is Joe Tooney because I think Shaq Mason will take care of Indomitian and Sue. Mm-hmm. And I think it's going to be Andrews and Tooney, who is the left guard, working against Aaron Donald to try and stop him. The all-pro Aaron Donald. And I think if Tooney cannot give Andrews that backup, uh, the Pats are screwed. So those are my two X factors. What about you? Rob Gronkowski, I touched on it before. Yep. I think that Gronk needs to have a big game because the Rams don't have a definitive guy to cover. Um, to, to cover him, really. I think it's going to be LaMarcus Joyner as a safety. That, like, the, There's no easy pick for them. And they've struggled covering tight ends all year. I think they were dead last or bottom five okay. in covering tight ends. And, for, and Gronk looked really good against the Chiefs. He looked a little revitalized. This could be his last game in a Patriot uniform or in the NFL until he moves on. So I think there's a little extra juice there. Um, as for the Rams, I think it's a lesser-known guy that Alex does not know who it is, so beware. Michael Brockers. And Brockers is the other guy on that defensive line uh, for the Rams. Michael Brockers is a good player who kind of goes under the radar because of the two guys he plays next to, Nadama Kungsu and Aaron Donald, who are amazing all-pro-level players. It's going to be up to Michael Brockers to stuff the run and kind of put pressure on Brady because those two guys are going to get all the attention. I like it. I like it. Noise, noise. Alex, you got uh, some X factors for us. One player on each team that Can't you be think the quarterbacks. is going to be a major Can't difference. Can't be the quarterbacks. The running backs. What are their names? Pick them. Gurley and White. Okay. All yeah. right. You know, you actually. I like it. I like them. it. So. No way. Way. That's <laughs> Wow, that was I like that. That was good use of that. Anyway, so Alex, we'll get yours first. Final predictions. Final score prediction. Patriots win, obviously. Score? 31-27. Okay. I'm going last. You go. 28-24, Pats. Are you serious? <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. 